what is going on people welcome to another episode of clutch pod as always i'm your host a bead so in this episode we're going to be speaking on what's been happening in the nba off season there's been a lot happening in the nba off season we just had the nba draft we finally had some big trades going on and the season starting soon as well as free agency about to open in a few days so i'm just going to wrap up a bit of the nba draft and speak on some of the trades that have happened over the last 48 hours so where we're going to start off is with the first big trade that's happened this offseason chris paul's traded to the phoenix suns so the suns get their point guard they trade kelly Uber, ricky rubio ty jerome jalen lacroix and a first round pick which is protected um, heavily protected over the next three or four years so yeah they also get Abdul Nader from OKC so OKC get back some young assets and another first round pick we all know Sam Presti loves these first round picks he's got like 17 from now up until like 2026 I believe or something crazy like that so yeah CP3 and Devin Booker in the backcourt that's going to be very very exciting to watch the Suns making a big move to show that they mean big and that they back Devin Booker and that they want to win now so finally putting a competent team around Devin Booker to build on that 8 and old bubble record that they had so yeah personally I love this trade for the Phoenix Suns does it make them a playoff team potentially but then again I have seen some hot takes saying that the Suns will not make the playoffs um, it's a big big move though I uh, respect it a lot. Obviously, Chris Paul's got he's owed a lot of money over the next two years, and he's got a player option which he's most likely going to pick up. But um, it does make the team exciting. I mean, you've got Chris Paul now. You've got Devin Booker. You've got Mikel Bridges, who's a nice three and D guy, a bit more defense than three point shooting, but he has he is a promising prospect. You've got Cam Johnson who can shoot the lights out. You've got DeAndre Ayton. You've got your um, Dario Saric, who they probably would bring back in restricted free agency. So they've got a nice little young collection of talent. But down in the West, it's going to be very, very tough for them to be competitive. But I feel like they will be fighting for a playoff berth. And you've got Chris Paul, who can mentor these young players, as he did with the OKC Thunder last season taking them all the way to a game seven in the first round so yeah big up the phoenix suns i like this a lot i feel like that backcourt um devin booker and chris paul is one of the best backcourts that we have in the western conference at least i think it's a top three backcourt in the western conference i mean it's up there with your obviously steph and clay the splash brothers we're going to speak on clay thompson soon very very sad news and it's up there with your um dame and cj mccollum I think it's up there, man. Backcourt-wise, anyway. I'm not talking about, like, the whole team. So, yeah, big up the Phoenix Suns acquiring Chris Paul from OKC. So, yeah, that's one of the first big trades. The second kind of big trade happened that same day. Dennis Schroeder was traded to the Lakers for the 28th pick in the draft. Um, big, big acquisition for the Lakers, bringing in someone like Dennis Schroeder. A uh, scoring guard, he can start, he can come off the bench. His best position is off the bench, I believe. Um, he's very tricky. He's got that um, around the rim. He's got a nice mid-range game, can shoot the ball, can be a very good catch-and-shoot player. Obviously, you know you're going to have to be a very proficient catch-and-shoot player from the three-point line if you're playing alongside LeBron James. So, yeah, they pick up the scoring guard. I believe he can play off-ball as well. I had him winning sixth man of the year last year before Montrezl Harrell won it. I do feel like he did deserve to win it, but big up Chess for winning that anyway. So yeah, it's a very, very good pickup for the Lakers. I do believe with this trade picking up Dennis Schroeder, obviously 
Danny Green going the other way and the number 28 pick. I don't know if they can bring back Rajon Rondo and I don't know if they're going to bring back Avery Bradley as well. Avery Bradley did decline his 5.6 million player option, I believe. But yeah, he's declined his player option. KCP has also declined his player option. So them bringing in Tennis Schroeder is a very, very good acquisition for them. He can really lead that second unit off the bench for the Lakers with guys like Kyle Kuzma if he decides to stay and um, Alex Caruso, etc, etc. So, a lot of people were complaining about this trade, saying that OKC got fleeced, that the pick that they got was basically uh, um, at the bottom of the first round of the draft, and they could have got a better haul for someone of Dennis Schroeder's calibre. But I do feel like once OKC are a known selling team, no one's going to want to trade like... No one's going to want to give their best trade offer for a team that's a known selling team. That's why the Lakers were able to get in by offloading Danny Green, who's in the last year of his deal, and the 28th pick. So, Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers and Chris Paul to Phoenix. Another trade that happened just before the NBA draft. The Milwaukee Bucks have pushed all their chips to the centre of the table. They have shown Yanis that they are committed to win and that they want him to sign that Supermax extension before the deadline, which is on December the 21st for this season. So he's got just over a month to make his decision. They've traded for Drew Holiday from the New Orleans Pelicans. They gave up George Hill, Eric Bloodsoe, three first-round picks and two pick swaps. A huge, huge package for the New Orleans Pelicans. David Griffin, another GM who's just acquiring these draft picks. Him and Sam Presley really going head-for-head. Head. They're gonna. It's just going to be them picking in the 2023 NBA draft, trust me. But yeah, Drew Holiday coming to Milwaukee. Combo guard, he can run the point, he can play off-ball as well as a two-guard. A very good, good player, quality, quality defender. Probably one of the most underrated defenders that we have in the league today. But then again, everyone has been saying that. So how underrated really is he? Um, He was unfortunate to not make an all-defense team this year. But we all know, the streets know that he's an all-defense all type player. Um, They get rid of Eric Bledsoe, who hasn't didn't have the greatest spell in Milwaukee. I mean, in the regular season, he was a very, very nice player. But in the playoffs, he was unable to replicate that sort of performance. And also, they give up George Hill, who they missed a lot, who led the league in three-point shooting this season, 47%, I do believe. And he was their spark plug off the bench. So, yeah, two guys they're giving up for Drew Holiday. But picks-wise, this is a very, very eye-watering deal. Three first-round picks and two pick swaps. The Bucks have gone all-in. They've paid a heavy price to acquire Drew Holiday. I just hope that it does work out. He does have a player option at the beginning of next season. I don't know if he's going to pick that up. So, yeah, it's a gamble that they've taken, especially with Yanis Antetokounmpo's free agency looming. If he does not sign the Supermax, this does set back the Bucks franchise a whole a lot of years. I mean, we've seen trades like this backfire before. The KG, Paul Pierce trade that the Brooklyn Nets infamously done with the Celtics all those years ago giving up all those picks and it's only now that they've started to recoup so hopefully it doesn't go down that road for the Milwaukee Bucks but Drew Holiday I like that acquisition a lot one thing I will say though I feel like um Bucks ownership they've paid a heavy price for not keeping 
Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, who was traded away to Indiana, they could they didn't even get anyone back. Like they could have just matched it, but the owners didn't want to dip into the luxury tax. I'm not no cap expert, so I'm not gonna delve into that. But I just know that they wanted to be stingy and try save peas. That's why they didn't match the offer sheet that the Indiana Pacers offered for Malcolm Brogdon. And when you look at it like this year, Malcolm Brogdon, Drew Holiday, they're very similar types of players. I mean, they're both six three, six four. They both um combo guards. I believe that Brogdon is the greatest shooter. He did show it last year in his first season in Indiana, but he's a very capable shooter. So is Drew Holiday, but he's not the greatest shooter. But yeah, I do think that um, Brogdon is the better shooter. No doubt, hands down, Drew Holiday is the better defender. But there's not a large difference between Malcolm Brogdon and um, Drew Holiday. So if they had... If they had kept um, Malcolm Brogdon and then traded Eric Bledsoe, then this is a whole different story. But they haven't done that, so we're just going to have to wait and see what this season has in store for the Milwaukee Bucks. With the picks also, three of them are unprotected. So um, the first round pick from this year's draft, 2025 is unprotected and 2027 is unprotected. So no protection on your picks, boy. I just hope it plays out, man. But yeah, so... The Bucks also made another trade that day. Well, allegedly, I put trade in quotation marks. They thought they acquired Bogdanovich from the Kings in a signing trade, and they gave away Dante DiVincenzo, Ersan Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson. But apparently, that deal is in peril. Bogdan Bogdanovich, bogey. He never really agreed to join Milwaukee, so now he's going to enter restrictive free agency, and that deal is most definitely in peril. It's a huge, huge blow for the Bucks because he would help them a lot. I mean, he can handle the ball as well. He's a very, very good shooter. And he's a good player as well, man. I mean, he was integrated into the starting lineup at the um, expense of Buddy Hield lit in the middle of last season for the Kings. I don't know how they've managed to botch this deal. Um, I just feel like communication was not there at all. And that's the main thing, really. So, yeah, Bogdanovich is going to enter restricted free agency so the Kings can match whatever another team offers. But the way he, the way this deal just made a U-turn, I'm guessing that someone must have offered him a bag. So, we're just going to have to wait and see where Bogdan Bogdanovich ends up signing. But the way it's looking now, as of this moment of recording, is not in Milwaukee couple more trades before we move on to the draft. couple more, like, big trades. I'm not going to be talking about Bruce Brown getting traded to the Nets. Like, I don't really I don't really have an opinion on that. But, yeah, the Blazers managed to acquire Robert Covington from the Houston Rockets, who seem like they're going to blow it up now. I mean, Russell Westbrook has requested a trade. James Harden, we all know he's most likely going to be traded if Russ does go. Um, he's been heavily linked with the Nets, and personally... I don't know how that's going to work, man. I don't know. But obviously, you've got three generational players there. So if if he does land on the nets, we all know that they're probably going to be favourites for the championship or at least come out of the East, bare minimum. So yeah, roll call goes to the Blazers, a nice fit for them. Robert Covington, he's just one of those glue guys. He can fit anywhere. I mean, he's a great defender. He's a catch and shoot. Um, He can shoot the ball as well. Uh, he can stand in those corners if Dame and CJ want to do their thing. He's been experimented as a small ball five as well in Houston. So if Terry Stotts in that, I feel like putting him at the five, then I guess he could do a, 
capable job. But yeah, they get him for two first round picks, number 16 in this year's draft and a future first. And yeah, he's a perfect fit alongside Damon CJ. And it's good to see the Blazers making moves because um, they need to surround Damian Lillard with guys who can help them compete. And I feel like, not that he moves the needle, but he helps them compete a little bit better, especially down in the wild, wild west. So, just before the draft, we had another big, big trade. Al Horford is traded to OKC for Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson, and a protected first-round pick and a second-round pick. The Sixers have managed to get rid of Al Horford's huge four-year, $92 million guaranteed contract and managed to move on from that. Um, this was Daryl Morey's first move as GM of the Sixers, get rid of that contract. And as a Sixers fan, I was relieved when I got that notification. And I was shocked that all it took was a first, a second, and um, yeah, just a first round pick and a second round pick to acquire Al Horford. Like, I can't believe it. And in return, we got Danny Green, who was traded from the Lakers. And we get Terrence Ferguson, a good young player as well. So yeah, Al Horford's out the way. Um... He had an awful, awful spell in Philadelphia, man. It was very, very bad. I saw the vision at the beginning of the season. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, hindsight bias. Everyone's going to say, oh, like, us bringing in Al Horford was never going to work. But at the time, I saw the vision because the Bucks were a huge team. We brought, we brought him in to, you know, be able to build that wall and stop Yanis. I mean, it worked on Christmas Day. It didn't work the other couple of times we played them. But yeah, other than that, shooting-wise, fit-wise, next to Embiid, it didn't work at all. I mean, he stunk up the joint for most of the year. And um, I'm just happy to see him gone. All the best, though. Big up him. Not even big up him, but... Um, hopefully it works out for him in OKC. I see the vision. I see why OKC traded for him. Well, I see why the trade went through. It works out for both sides. OKC get that vet and good locker room guy for their rebuild. So he's going to put his arms around the likes of Shea. And he's just a good guy. You know when someone's just a good youth, bruv? That's what Al Horford is. Never getting in trouble. He's probably in bed by 9pm all the time. Probably reads books and that. So yeah, Al Horford to OKC to nurture those young guys. It works for them, man. They get a center as well. Hopefully he starts playing at the five as well because him at power forward, yep, we've tried that. It just does not work at all. So the Sixers bring in much needed shooting. Danny Green, albeit he wasn't the greatest in the NBA Finals, but he's still a capable three-point shooter. Terrence Ferguson is more of a rotational piece. Apparently he's a very good, tenacious defender. So yeah, I'll be looking out for him in the rotation. Um, Yeah, with regards to Danny Green, a lot of people are making fun of this trade, saying that the Sixers acquired Danny Green. What you're not realising is the amount of money we just saved by getting rid of that Al Holford contract. That Al Holford contract could have had us in basketball purgatory for years to come because of how much we were paying him and the cap flexibility we did not have. Well, now that we've traded and we have that flexibility, Danny Green is in the last year of his deal, so he's going to be a free agent next season. And yeah, like it's a great, great move for us. Danny Green, albeit he might not make his shots all the time but trust me you're gonna have to guard him no one is leaving Danny Green to take uncontested three-pointers I'm telling you this so all those doubling down Joel Embiid in the post that ain't gonna work because hopefully he would have worked on his um ball movement and he will just kick that to Danny Green in the corner or Seth Curry who we're gonna speak on soon and they're gonna drain that free and teams are gonna pay so yeah very very excited for this trade finally building a team around shooters like the team we had in the 2017 season with Marco Bellinelli, Ersan Ilyasova and all them guys there. So yeah, it's a very, very good um, move for us. Big up Daryl Mori as well, man. That guy is goaded, bruv. Trust me. 
and that first round pick we sent to OKC is in 2025 so five years from now and it's protected one through six so it's very very good that Danny uh, Daryl Morey sorry is slapping protection on his picks because that's what you gotta do um speaking on Seth Curry I kind of spoiled it but yeah another move that was made on draft night Seth Curry was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for Josh Richardson and a second round pick, which was in yesterday's draft, which was at 36. So that's even more shooting for the Sixers. They get one of the greatest shooters in the league today. Seth Curry shooting 45% from beyond the arc. Statistically, the better shooter out of him and Steph. Obviously, like sample size, but still, we've got to run with that agenda for now. So yeah, great, great acquisition. Uh, more shooting for the team, as I've been saying, which is what we needed, which is what Daryl Morey has said he will go out and get. We need shooters around Simmons and Embiid. We're finally starting to look like a team with a plan, a team with a vision, a team that know what they want to do. And that's what I really want to see about the team. Not that I'm saying we've got a championship run in us, but we're finally a a team like like we've got a solid group of guys who all fit together. So I can't wait to see these guys on the court. Fit-wise for the Mavericks, I get why they do this. They were ranked one of the greatest offensive teams in NBA history last season. But some of that offense is gone now in Seth Curry, who was coming off the bench for them. They get some perimeter defense now in Josh Richardson. He's a very, very good player, by the way. He just didn't fit in Philadelphia. He wasn't the greatest shooter, which is what we needed. But he was a, he's a very, very good wing defender. I mean, he really tried in that Boston series. I know he got swept, but obviously, like, what more can you say in it? Um, he had these moments, actually. He went on a stretch where he was dropping like 30 points, 28 points, 26 points. But I feel like that hamstring injury he suffered in the season, it really, really affected him. He wasn't really at his best after that. But he's going to be a good guy in Dallas, man. I hope they look after him. He's going to be born with Doncic, Porzingis, all them man there. So, yeah, big up um, Josh Richardson. I'm very happy for the year he spent in Philadelphia. But it's time to move on and let's bring in Seth Curry, who also is um, the father and the son-in-law of Doc Rivers. So even more family ties for Doc Rivers, fam. So yeah, you know you got to shoot it now because he's under pressure, fam. Another great thing as well, he's under contract for three more years, making around eight mil a year. Well, Josh Richardson had a player option at the end of this season. So Seth Curry's on a very team-friendly contract, eight mil a year. And got him down, locked in for three years. He's only 30 right now and he's a shooter. So, you know, his game isn't going to hamper as he ages. That's a great, great acquisition for the Sixers. Speaking of shooters, sad, sad news in the NBA today. Sad news. Just as I was about to pick up the mic and record, I got the word notification. Clay Thompson tears his Achilles whilst working out in LA and he's going to be out for this season huge huge blow not even just for the Warriors just for basketball fans in general I mean one of the greatest shooters of all time in one of the greatest shooting backcourts that we've seen in NBA history in the Splash Brothers I mean we saw what it, what, what it was like watching him take them two free throws as he was walking onto the court with a torn ACL in the NBA Finals in 2019 against the Raptors. That just shows his fighting spirit. He's come back for this season saying he's fit and healthy. And then one month before the season starts, he tears ACL and he's out. He tears his Achilles and he's out for the season. So prayers up to Clay, man. He's tough. He must be in a tough place mentally now. I'm um, so wishing he wishing him all the best. Hopefully he can come back and be the shooter that we all know he is. Moving on though couple more trades before we move to the NBA draft three-way trade 
in which Brooklyn acquires Landry Shamrock for the, from the Clippers, who acquire Luke Kennard from the Pistons, who acquired a pick in last night's draft, which I believe was number 19. So basically, the Nets and the Clippers just trading shooters. Landry Shamrock goes to Brooklyn. He's been he's been moved around. This is only his third year in the league. Is he his third year? Yeah, he's third year in the league from Wichita State. He was drafted by Philly. I really liked him down in Philly before we traded him for uh, as part of the Tobias Harris trade. And Luke Kennard goes to Brooklyn, another shooter from the Pistons. So, Landry Sham, I'm very envious of his NBA career so far, you know, because he went from Philly playing with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Then he went to LA, played with Kawhi and Paul George. Now he's back on the East Coast in Brooklyn playing with KD and Kyrie. Like, bro, he's really, he's really soaking up that knowledge, bro. But yeah, big up him, man. Landry Shamrock, Luke Kennard on the Clippers as well. And Detroit get another pick. Detroit was very active in the draft. Uh, a lot of trades being made. Trey Weaver, who's a GM, I think, in his first draft for the Pistons, making moves for them. Hopefully, they can revamp their team as it looks like they're going through a rebuild right now. So, let's go to the NBA draft now. All eyes were on who was going to get taken number one by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Was it LaMelo Ball? Was it James Wiseman? Was it Anthony Edwards? Etc, etc. In the end, Anthony Edwards goes to Minnesota out of the University of Georgia, the number one pick in the NBA draft 2020. 6'5", he's built like a running back. <laughs> solid, solid guy. He's going to play alongside D'Lo, Ricky Rubio, who they acquired in a trade. So Ricky Rubio's back in Minnesota. I know Minnesota fans like that a lot. They love themselves, some Ricky Rubio. So he's going to be up there with Carl Anthony Towns as well. So, yeah, number two in the draft, James Wiseman, much coveted. He's going to the Warriors, as many people predicted. So, he's that running rim runner that the Warriors always like, like Javel McGee, etc., etc. Lamelo Ball goes to Charlotte. That's going to be very, very interesting. Lavar Ball and Michael Jordan <laughs> going to be in the arena. I'm definitely going to have to watch some Hornets games this season, you know, trust me. But, yeah, him, Devontae, um, what's, what's my man's name? Devontae Graham. Terry Rozier, I don't know what Terry Rozier is, if he's still going to be about. You got your PJ Washington's, Miles Bridges. Is it Miles Bridges? Yeah, Miles Bridges. So, yeah, Charlotte, they want to come up. Um, they're not going anywhere nice season, though, but it's going to be interesting to see LaMelo develop in Charlotte. Patrick Williams to the Bulls. This was a very, very surprising pick. I know Bulls fans did not expect that at all. They probably wanted guys like Denny at VR, who ended up going to Washington at 9, or even guys like Obi Toppin, who went to the Knicks at 8, I believe. So, yeah, instead they get this Patrick Williams guy, who apparently is a defensive specialist, so he probably fits in with what Chicago are trying to do, because obviously guys like Zach Levine in your team, they ain't really defending like that. Larry Markinen, Otto Porter. So they got a guy who can probably take your um opposition's best player and try and limit him. So yeah, hopefully he does have a good NBA career. Because uh, I saw a lot of Bulls fans getting onto him, and I don't really want to see that, man. Especially when you've got like guys just coming into the league as well. But yeah, at five, Isaac Okoro repping the flag for Nigeria. He went to Cleveland, another defensive specialist as well, small forward. Cleveland have been in love with drafting guards over the past couple of years. Colin Sexton, Darius Guy, Kevin Porter Jr. So for them to bring in a wing player now, 
is a good for them and someone finally with size, bruv. So yeah, I'll be looking out for Isaac Okoro in Cleveland. And the number six pick, Atlanta draft big man Onyeka Okongwu, another Niger man. So yeah, big up him, man. He's going to be running center for the Hawks. We still haven't seen Clint Cabela play for the Hawks as well, you know. I almost forgot he plays for them. But yeah, um, I feel like one of the stores of the draft, let me get this clear. I don't really watch college football, innit? Sorry, I don't really watch college basketball, innit? I watched a couple games here and there. I've watched guys call Anthony before he got injured at UNC. I really wanted him for the Sixers. He went to the Magic at 15, so I'm going to be watching out for him. I've watched guys like Trey Jones. He was at Duke. He went in the second round to the Spurs. Listen, Pop's going to look after that guy, man. If he's still in the... If he's still at the Spurs, he's going to look after him a lot. I can defensive specialist. So that buzzer beater he hit against UNC. He gave Cole Anthony that work. But yeah, so I'm gonna be looking out for him when he's in the when he's at the Spurs. But one of the steals that I've seen though is Tyrese Halliburton going to Sacramento at 12, 65 point guard. I feel like he'll complement Yaron Fox's game a lot. I don't know a lot about him, but from like the um, scouting reports that I've read on him, he's a very very um, versatile um, guard. He can play both point or shooting guard. So I feel like that also solves this um, Bogdanovich problem that the Kings might. Well, they definitely have it now. And also the problem of Buddy Hill. I don't know what's happening with Buddy Hill right now, whether he will get traded after signing that big extension just last season. So, yeah, I feel like that's the steal of the draft. I also like who the Sixers picked at 21. Tyrese Maxey, that's without me being biased, but he's out of the University of Kentucky, 6-3 guard. And, you know, Kentucky and guards, they go together like hand in glove. I mean, who do you want to talk about? Jamal Murray, Shea Gidges Alexander... Tyler Hero, John Wall from back in the day. You've got, um, who else you got that's from Kentucky? You've got so many men from Kentucky who are, who are, who are ballers. Garen Fox. So, yeah, man, like, he's just another one of those. Hopefully, if you can be, like, one of the players I just mentioned, then, yeah, the Sixers have got a steal, especially at 21, because this guy was pro projected to go in the lottery. So, yeah, that's the draft and some of the free agency signings that have happened so far in the NBA. Um, the new season has been announced. It's going to be on December the 22nd. So we've got just over a month. It's going to be a very, very short turnaround for guys like LeBron James and basically the Lakers and the Miami Heat and any team that went deep into the playoffs. And it's going to be a much-awaited return to basketball for teams like the Bulls, the Knicks, the Timberwolves, who haven't played competitive basketball since March. So it's a very, very big swing in how long players haven't been playing basketball for but i'm i'm excited i'm waiting for it we just had the draft free agency is in a couple days the 22nd of november so we're going to see where some of these guys like fred van Vliet and all these other um free agents will go danilo gallinari has been rumored to be in signing trades and also training camp dust december 1st so all these rookies and these guys have been traded they don't have long before they have to go to their markets and get ready for the new season. So that's it for episode 39 of Clutch Pod, our NBA draft and free agency slash trades report. If you're still listening on at this point, much love. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Clutch underscore pod and also on the gram at Clutch underscore pod. Much love. I'll be back soon. Love. Be your